If you're in construction, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Constructed Behaviors Podcast. I'm your host, Barb Allen. I'm a woman with decades of experience in the construction industry, and most of it on the job site. I know how rewarding this industry can be, but like you, I also know that we could improve. Let's work together to make changes from the inside out. to learn some easy communication tools to help you better understand the people you work with, knock down some barriers, and get more out of your team members. That is exactly what my guest and I are going to talk about today. Elliot Vigil is a guru in sales training for the construction industry. And what is sales? Communication. Welcome to the show, Elliot. Thank you so much, Barb. I really appreciate you having me here today. I am super excited that you decided to be my first guinea pig and my first interview. And I know that you're going to be epic because your personality and all the videos that you post is amazing. So tell us a little about yourself. Before we get into communication, you and I have both left our jobs during the great resignation and just within the last few months started our own companies doing things that we've been doing for our entire careers. So tell us a little about what you're doing and what made you start out on your own. Absolutely. So um, I would, you know, the universe is a wonderful place where oftentimes if you're comfortable, you won't move from your seat. And I was blessed enough to have the company that I had worked for, Ahern Equipment, get sold to United Rentals for like $2.2 billion. And all of a sudden I found myself out of a job. And, you know, I love training sales reps. It's my favorite thing in the whole world. So I went on to LinkedIn as personal therapy, where I sat there and I said, look, I'm going to put out some training videos just to help me get all that's in me out and helping sales reps that are selling to the construction world, that are selling to the rental industry. I want to just get this out of me. And lo and behold, if you know this, Barb, if you bring value to the market, they'll come pounding at your door. Yes, they do. Yes, they (laughs) do. And from what we talked about before we started recording, you are having a lot of success with that now. And congratulations to you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm blessed. So people are probably wondering how we actually cross paths for the first time. And we just crossed paths for the first time a few weeks ago at Con Expo in Vegas. So with your experience in the um, construction rental business, I'm assuming that was not your first time to Con Expo? It was not my first time to Con Expo. It's actually my fifth time to Con Expo. And considering it only happens once every three years, I kind of dated myself there. Oh, yes, you did. Um, <laughs> but that, that's okay. My gut says we're not too far apart in age. Um, okay, so... It was my first time. Um, I've always wanted to go, but I'd never had an opportunity or reason to actually go. And uh, I mean, I've been in the industry for 30 years and never been. So it was an amazing experience for me. Um, Since it wasn't your first time, were you there all week? I was. I was there the entire week. And... Did you get to explore everything or were there certain areas you focused on? 
Um, so I try to do, I try and check it all out. Um, I believe in, in really learning the industry. Um, but I did a lot of classes. I attended your class, which was epic. Um, you know, I, I realized that when I go, I want to make sure that I learn. So, you know, there, you can go out to a lot of people go out to network. Some people go out to learn. Some people go out to buy. Some people go out to sell. Um, there's a lot of reasons why people go out. And the biggest thing is, is spending time in your hotel room is not the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. And I have to admit that I actually spent way more time in my hotel room than I expected because I was, I just kept practicing what I was going to present to make sure I didn't mess it up. I mean, I cost doing a presentation at Con Expo was just huge for me. And I was so excited to get to do it. Well, okay. the ovation at the end of your presentation shows you didn't you didn't half-ass it. You definitely went all in. And Thanks. the fact that there were people willing to stand for an hour to listen to you, be proud. Thanks. I you know, I know you attended a lot of other uh, sessions while you were there. So what other so my session was on effective communication, and we'll get into that in a minute. But what other uh, what other topics did you sit in on that you really felt like you learned a lot from? Um, you know, there was some, there was some good ones. One of them was doing social media. One person said, you know, how to do social media for your company and promote your company via social media. Um, that was interesting. Um, effective leadership. Um, one of the gentlemen did, you know, how to, how to hire and retain great people. That was a popular one. He had a pretty good topics to go on. Um, I also did one where it was, should you own equipment or rent equipment? So I had a lot of classes that I went to and they were very diversified just with trying to make sure that I could absorb it and bring it back to the market. So what, what about the topic that I presented on effective communication made you want to attend? Because I'm going to be honest, I honestly, uh, and I, I think I may have told you this, that it was not my topic. It was given to me to present on. And I'll be honest, I was not sure that there would be many people. I was honestly expecting to come in to like a 30% full room. And I walked in 20 minutes before and it was already 50% full. And then by the time we started, people were standing and sitting everywhere. What What is it that made you want to come in for that particular topic? Well, so I was sitting in there an hour before and I grabbed the first seat because that's why I was sitting in row number one. With that being said, um, communication is everything. And you know, this is that every one of us, you know, we were, we were briefly discussing that construction is a team game. You know, if you're going to sit there and you're going to say, Hey, I'm, I'm baking a cake or I'm painting a painting. By all means, it's just you. Have a great time. But communication is critical when it comes to construction. I've never been on a construction site that didn't have teams of people. And all those teams have to work inside of a bigger team. And everybody else has to make sure that they're not interfering with each other. And effective communication is king. And the thing is, is when you really go out and you look at a job site, there's a reason why we have team meetings. There's a reason why they have subcontractor meetings. There's a reason why they have safety meetings. There's a reason why they have planning committees. All of these things come together 
because communication is king. And it's actually more paramount. You can't be a hobbit and be in construction. (laughs) If you don't get out and talk to people in construction, you're going to end up building something that nobody else wants to be a part of. And, And you know that. And by sitting there, when you have upwards of 100 people either sitting on the floor or standing in the back because the room wasn't big enough, you know the value of great communication. Yeah, I was I was surprised because, you know, I, I've i been, so I graduated from college in 97 and have been actually in the commercial world since then. And I, I was just taken aback by, one, the number of people in there, but two, um, I mean, it was... 98% men in the room and just to see that they were not only there but they were engaged and they were taking notes and I just felt like wow this is a big change than I've seen over the last few years. I mean people are finally realizing that communication is 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 as important as it is and you're going to be way more successful if you learn how to communicate with individual people instead of the old school way of this is how I this is how I work. You either like it or leave. And uh, it was just, it was really moving for me to see, to see what I saw. So what, uh, were there any particular takeaways or something that surprised you that um, I said during that presentation? You know, I mean, you covered a lot of great stuff during the presentation. I think the big one is, is that people understand that they're there's a lot of different avenues to communicate. I love the fact that you went down, you know, you can sit there and you can sit, you can do interpersonal communications. You can do Zoom meeting communications. You send out emails, you send out text messages. And every single one of those has a place. And you have to understand not only the benefits of them, but what's the downfall? What, what gets lost? And when you're sitting down and you're talking to people that group communications are different than individual communications, understanding your body language, understanding your tone, um, understanding your, uh, your stance and proximity to another person, every one of those was critical in making sure that each one of us understands because we don't often see ourselves talking. All we do is we see others. Right. So it was kind of interesting to do a self-evaluation of how do I communicate? Yeah. And uh, speaking of how, how you communicate on your own, one of my biggest takeaways, and I, and I touched on this in the presentation, was the difference between male and female conversational styles. And this is something that I learned so early, so quickly when I started my career that I was like, I mean, they would yell and scream at each other, two men, and like 10 minutes later, it was as if it never happened. And women, in general, do not communicate like that. And I was like, okay, I have to figure this out because I can't leave a conversation that happens like that and take it personal and hold the grudge because they're not doing it. So it's just going to make me miserable. I have to figure out how to do this. I literally went to Barnes & Noble and bought a book about communication skills so that I could learn how to do it better. I mean, female communication styles. And granted, back then, I thought it was important that I learned male communication styles. And now I think it's really important that men also learn female communication styles because it's not about women adapting to men anymore. We need to work together. And 
those traits that we each have are good and are bad and together that's the best combination absolutely and and being that um i believe two weeks ago was women in construction week you know every one of us understands the value that a diversified workforce brings in um female in the workplace you know every no one's going to argue women have a massive great god gifted them um with a massive attention to detail and on the job sites, oftentimes guys go running through and they're blowing and going and ripping through the job site. And to have someone's attention to detail like that is an absolute blessing. It's an actual skill set that a lot of people miss. And if you don't bring that diversification into your job site, you're missing somebody who has a natural gift and talent that can make your job run a lot easier. But um, you got to know how to communicate with those people. Absolutely. I think the other big difference is that men are very task oriented and women are very relational oriented. And that comes out very much in communication. Men are like, what is it? Here's my job, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go do this. And women are trying to make a connection as they're having a conversation about what needs to happen and figuring out the balance of how much to elaborate to a certain person to make sure the communication goes well versus how much to communicate to another. So I've got a great story. So obviously, you know, being that we are, we're both in construction, as I go out and I train female sales reps coast to coast, what we find is that as the female sales reps go into the job trailers and they go call on the construction site, there's kind of a stigma with females going into the job site. They're young, they're cute. Most of the time the guys let them into the trailer and when they let him into the trailer, it's more to flirt with them or get to know them or it breaks up the monotony of the day. And what we don't do is we don't take time to actually find out what those women know, what value they bring to the company, what skill set they have in the construction realm. And as you know, Barb, with all of your over 30 years working in the construction industry, is each time you would go to a job site or you'd go to a project, there was a stigma of, well, there's a female on the job site. She was hired to diversify the workforce. But the problem is, is nobody took the time to sit down and actually get to know, well, obviously she's here for a reason. She, so she had to pass somebody's test. What skills does Barb bring to the job site? What um, talent does she have? What knowledge does she have that's going to enhance our team? And the problem that each one of us has as leaders it is our job, our responsibility, our goals as leaders to look at each person that is on our job site and find out how we can best utilize their skills and talents. There was a study that was just recently done and they sat there, they asked people, and you can try it in your own company. They ask people, they say, raise your hand if you have skills, talents, or abilities that you believe would help your company be more successful that you are not utilizing. And unanimously, everybody in the room raises their hand. Now, the problem is, is, is that a problem for the employees that they have those skills and talents? Or is it a communication problem that us as leaders aren't asking, how can I utilize you better? You ask every company, they say, I want more out of my employees. But what are they doing to bridge that gap to ask people, What's your secret Superman talent that nobody knows about that we need to do a better job communicating so that we can help you be more successful? 
Yeah, I love that because I think it also um, it also bridges over to unconscious biases, right? And I think that it's a lot of our unconscious biases about what we think people know how to do that we don't initiate the communication that's necessary to find out what they actually know. And, you know, I, mm. I always say there should be no guilt associated with unconscious bias. Unconscious bias is unconscious. So Amen. if it becomes conscious, there isn't guilt around it. But a way to get around that is to just say, there's probably something I don't know. Why don't I just ask? And that, like you're saying, is communication. And that opens more doors. Um, you know, when you're talking about the young women that come into job site trailers, that happens all the time. I noticed, I think DeWalt was probably the first one I started noticing really bringing younger women in to be salespeople that would walk into my trailers. And what I, as the years have gone by, what I've really noticed is that the uh, the men on the job site, particularly in the trailer that the women are speaking with, they are so supportive of these women. Once they realize, oh, shoot, they know exactly what they're talking about. They're like, oh, I'm going to call Emily. She'll know. You know, and it's just like this. There's something about, and I don't know how we transitioned here, but I'm so glad I get to say it. There's something about the guilt that people feel when they've misjudged someone at the beginning that makes them even more loyal to them later when they realize how good they actually are. And I, I kind of spent my Absolutely. career like that. I mean, it would people from the beginning, just like you said, how did she get here? Is she somebody's daughter, somebody's sister, whatever, like, and then give it a couple weeks or sometimes it would take months for some people, but then they'd be so loyal. They would have done anything to help me because I they knew I was going to help them. But it's all that unconscious bias that, like you said, ties into communication. Just ask. And I think, and, and I love that. I absolutely love that. And that was actually, because you asked earlier, you said, you know, what were some of my main takeaways from your presentation at Con Expo? And the biggest thing that I think people do is they fear asking. And the, the crazy thing is, is, you know, I mean, you see people with, with disabilities or you see people with special needs or whatever. And the crazy thing is, is people just say, well, I don't want there to be conflict, so I'm not going to communicate. And the truth is, is just ask, you know, I live a blessed life. My daughter has scoliosis, so she wears a brace. And it's crazy to me as little kids, little kids are pretty smart communicators. And it's great when a little kid looks at her back and they say, well, why do you have to wear that brace? And she loves explaining it to people. And I realize we all want, ultimately, we all want to be heard and we want to be understood. Now, that's the critical thing is that if you want to be understood, you have to be willing to ask and you have to be willing to ask others. And it, it's crazy is when you go out and you really look at great communication skills, we all need to be heard. And the only way you can be heard is you have to ask. You know, I never thought about it, but if somebody would have walked into my trailer when I was a job site superintendent and had that hesitation that I always felt, but instead said to me, do you mind telling me what your experience is? As long as they didn't say it in the, tone, yeah. in the tone that was that was wrong, if they just were showing their curiosity, I would have absolutely said, oh, I've done this and this and this and this and this. And we could have avoided that two weeks or two months of let's let's feel each other out let's get to know what each other really knows let's just i would have loved that and speaking for probably most women in male dominated industries 
asking that question just without attitude and just out of curiosity, so much you're going to learn. And okay, so that allows me to throw in this. So the name of my actual company is Levosity. And it is leveraging curiosity. It's the, it's the combination of those two words, leveraging curiosity to drive change. And that's exactly what that does. It is, I'm curious to know what got you this position. How did you get in this position? And that changes the whole dynamic of a relationship. It's absolutely. Ah. And then you also understand where people are coming from. You know, I mean, and, and understanding people's perspective of how they've come to be where they're at. You know, I mean, like, like if my daughter ended up going into construction, she could literally say, she's like, my dad's been doing construction for his entire life. It was an easy transition for me. And she would get street credit just because the fact that, she, you know, by hanging out with people that do it. Um, and I know people, you know, as I sat there at Con Expo, they had a young lady there who drove around excavators. And she's like, it's what my dad's company does. She gets mad street credit. But you realize somebody would be like, oh, yeah, they just hired you for diversity. No, she's been driving equipment just like my daughter. My daughter was driving. I probably shouldn't say this with OSHA, but she was wearing her bicycle helmet. She was driving excavators when she was six. That's awesome. Sitting in my lap, driving an excavator because it's what she wanted to do. Now, that just like you said, if somebody said, where do you come from? What gives you credibility? What, let me be curious like your company states, about where your point of view and perspective is. There's not a lot of people that can say they've been driving an excavator since they were six. Mm -hmm. And that gives somebody street credit. Not a lot of people can say, hey, I was tough enough to be one of the only females in my college going into construction. And I decided I wanted to be a project manager and superintendent in a male-dominated industry. And I was willing to take that challenge on. That gives you street credit because you're just damn tough. Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, most all, I would love to say all, but I don't know all, women in male-dominated industries, they choose those industries. They don't fall into them. Men Absolutely. many times fall into them. Someone in their family did it or somebody said, hey, bud, come work with me over here. Women choose these careers. They have that determination and that grit they're, they're coming with it because they already know there's going to be some hurdles, but they want to do it. So, amen. Anyway. And that grit is what you want an employee. I ah. mean, as if you sit down the guy, I told you about the guy who gave the presentation about what to look for employees is if you're doing a disc assessment on one of your employees, don't just look at their gender, look at, do they have drive and grit? Cause that's worth more than anything. Oh, absolutely. And and you don't find that from a piece of paper and a resume. You've <laughs> got to find that in you've got to find that in the interview itself. So That's right. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up. Um I have loved this conversation and I'm hoping that we can do this uh, on other topics in the future. Absolutely. Um, Elliot, tell people where they can find you. How can they connect with you? Yep, ElliotVigil.com, which is with two L's and two T's in Elliot. ElliotVigil.com, you can go to my website. Um, just like Barb, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I put out a lot of videos. And uh, you can actually find me as Elliot Vigil Sales Coach on YouTube. So there's a lot of stuff out there as well. And you can go visit my YouTube channel. I love training great sales reps that are selling to the construction industry. 
And uh, if Barb teaches you how to be a better communicator and I teach you how to be a better salesperson, we can change the world. (laughs) Yes, we can. If you know someone that could benefit from this particular episode, then share it with them. Or if you want to continue to learn about the untapped and underutilized resources that will take your business to the next level, then follow the podcast. You don't want to miss an episode where we discuss what you needed to hear. And lastly, there is a link in the show notes that will allow you to reach out to me directly if you want to accelerate that learning curve. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.